When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home, and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Hey Club Scouts, it's Michael, and we are doing our very first live show at Contact in the Desert, a giant UFO-themed convention in Indian Wells, California. Our show is on Saturday, June 1st at 2.30, featuring an amazing expert guest that we will announce in the coming weeks. Go to contactinthedesert.com for tickets, and don't forget to pack a cellophane packet full of interdimensional food pills, because you never know what could happen. We'll see you there. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. <laughs> that was perfect timing. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to him to. Talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I am your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our super producer, Riley Bray. And we have our mascot, Nova the dog, sitting here with us as well. We're all excited because we've had a couple weeks off. Um, you haven't. You've been getting new shows, but we took a couple weeks off, and uh, I was in Kansas City. I just got back from another paranormal road trip with friend of the show, Shh, W. Dave back. Keith. Um, it was pretty cool, guys. I, I'm just going to get right into it. I went to, we drove from Kansas City to St. Louis and then from St. Louis down to Nashville. And oh, on the trip, we stopped in Hopkinsville yeah. and Kelly and found the location of where the original farmhouse was for the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblin <sighs> Encounter in 1955. Are you serious? So awesome. I mean, the farmhouse is no longer there. Oh. <sighs> It's just like, you know, because th- that was like a tiny house with like an outhouse out back. Wow. Um, there's like a park where it is now. And every summer they do the little green men days. No way. <laughs> um, it's in the middle of nowhere. It was a beautiful drive, but it was really cool. Hopkinsville downtown is like really kind of spooky, old, cool buildings. We stopped at the um, visitor center and talked to a very nice lady. Um, all of this is going to be edited together, and we're going to throw up a special episode on the Patreon. Oh, fantastic. And we also hit um, Adams, Tennessee, where the Bell Witch Cave is. Wow. Unfortunately, because it's not May, the cave and the property was closed. Mm. But it was still fun to go through there and be like, this is where the Bell Witch story took place. So, oh, I love that yeah, you do this. Yeah, this, we, this isn't your first one, right? You and Dave no, have done yeah, this before. We've, we've done Area 51. We've done Rock. I'm so jealous. We've done the Redwood Forest, wow. and you know, gone up 
up uh, to Willow Creek. Of course, yeah. you've been to Willow Creek. Um, yeah, so it was nice. We hadn't been able to do a road trip for a couple of years just due to scheduling and everything. So it was nice to check off a couple new places. I really want to get to the – I really want to go to, and hopefully it would be great to go with all you guys to um, – and, and today's guest – to the um, – <laughs> The cryptozoology, yeah, you're going. Uh, the crypt, cryptozoology museum in uh, Portland, Maine. I, Portland, Maine. I really want to go to Lauren Coleman. Lauren Coleman, yeah, that's one of the next spots. Awesome. Um, anyway, so that was a really fun trip, and uh, yeah, if you're a patron of the show, check out that episode. It'll be up sometime in the next week or so. And over if you're on not, become one. The other there side you go. stuff up yeah. there. Well, I have to ask. While I jump, do you yes. have any paranormal activity that happens while you're doing, while you're going on That's these? A good question. Yeah, this one was pretty quiet. There Lame. wasn't. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> just kidding. Well, the, yeah. the, well, the one thing is that I had after two weeks after our road trip to Roswell, I had one of the most, I think, the most strange paranormal encounter i've ever had right. so sometimes i wonder if things kind of follow me home or follow me hitchhikers back. and uh yeah do you sage do you do any rituals i don't i guess i probably you want them should to show up yeah we also went to another place that we mm. hopkinsville is the um burial site of edgar casey oh yeah and we went to I his grave edgar site casey. and that was a cool the old sleeping graveyard. prophet yeah so i you know we didn't have anything weird really happen we did and Riley, hopefully you'll pay attention and find out. We did do a thing in the car where we had left, I think, the graveyard and in we were talking on the mics while while driving and we said if anyone followed us Oh, you're looking for some EVPs. Yeah, and Dave Dave had the cans on and he swears he heard something. Oh, cool. Both times. So we'll have to listen and find out if there was something there. So exciting. Maybe. Um, okay, enough about me. Let's talk about today's guest. You may know her from the dozen upon dozens film and TV roles in projects such as General Hospital, NCIS LA, True Detective, True Detective. The Other Woman, and The Purge, just to name a few, or as the host of the podcast, That One Audition. One of my favorites. Please give a warm Club Scout salute to <laughs> Alicia Oxy. I am so excited. We're so happy. We are so excited. Yeah. We're excited to have, to have you. Here. You guys, I started binging the moment you asked me to be on the show. Um, nobody was home, and I was oh, no. doing the dishes. Is this where I just jump right in? Because yeah, yeah. I need oh, to yeah. tell you. Go, I need girl. to tell yeah. you what you guys infused into my life, which I was so grateful for. Um, your show, period. <laughs> Thank just you. Just your show. But I would. I listened to probably two or three episodes doing the dishes, and I remember I looked up at one point, and I'm like, man. Why have I never been contacted? <laughs> I like, love that. Like legit mad. Like, yeah. we're, like why? Is I there mean, something about me? Is there something about <laughs> me? Because I'll I'll get ghosts and stuff, but specifically like UFO alien shit. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Go about my like finish. I'm doing laundry, doing all the mommy things that I need to do before I go to bed. All of a sudden, it's it was close to eleven at night. I get an unknown phone call, and. I got chills up and down my spine. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, all of a sudden, I I flipped, and I was like, I don't need this right now. Not right now, because I think I just listened to the one about the little boy where he remembered, like, their robes on the carpet. Oh, yeah, the listener files, yeah. So I didn't pick it up. It went to voicemail, and I brought it. I have it. (gasps) It was on 4-4, and it's exactly four seconds, and there's four. I can hear 
four beeps in oh, it. Oh wow! Like the hair stood up all over Your my body. Numerology. Wait, yes. what? You have you have it with you? I have it with Play me. It. Well, I don't know if you can hear it on. If you hold it up Just to put the it on speaker, by the way. Hello, this is Lucifer. <laughs> I only have a few seconds. Oh, no, seriously. Time's up. I've got to go. Okay, let's see. If Wait, we can I have so many questions. <laughs> let's see. If That's right. I'm an alien Read me Lucifer. <laughs> it's confusing. And I was like, oh my god, could it happen that quickly? I'm at six 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 six. So quick. Extension. Do you hear that? Oh yeah. Play it again. All right. Quit talking. Let's see. Do you know Alicia and I played husband and wife in a movie once? Didn't know that. I think he did it to the whole beat of the. Okay. Let's listen. I don't know if you're going to be. I think we're going to have to do like some. We'll probably edit it in, but we can pretend like it's happening for real. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do. That's, that's it's weird. like Morris Kodish. Like, yeah. I don't like it. I, I It could be nothing. I it still don't like it. It could be nothing. It's not nothing. I just love it's that something. I asked for it and then freaked out yeah. as soon yeah, as it yeah. was like, sure, we'll just give you a call. Because then I started realizing, oh, yeah, it needs to come over. That's frequency. how it works. Mm-hmm. Always present, ever there. Yeah. Well, and there are tons of encounters that we've talked about with... Uh, in John Keel's investigations mm-hmm. and in the Grinning Man stories of strange phone calls, people getting weird monotone voices yeah, over that's the right. phone and weird stuff. Um, we're going to have a little bit of that, not quite over the phone, but we're going to have some strange contact stuff in uh, wow. today's high strangeness as well. Oh, yeah, that's that in a little bit, but that's spooky. So, uh, Miss Oxy, yes. Ms. Oxy, um, what is your personal paranormal history? You said you've been... Yes. contacted before you think yeah i ghosty stuff i go back i have like i can where do we want to start like a sentimental ghost story wherever you want to go a yeah. super scary or like super a, like stony oh well I michael loves stony stony or strange there are three stony. nicknames yeah. here who scared who? stony and sentimental <laughs> yeah uh, you're, you're scared oh yeah okay <laughs> And, you're, and yeah, Riley yeah, Stone. Yeah. I got one for all of you guys. <laughs> all right. So should we reverse engineer? But sure. last time I saw some, I see things a lot and I have a lot of auditory. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to realize what my auditory was. And now I'm comfortable talking about it because I'm hoping a mentor will like come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, this is what your auditory paranormal thing is trying to tell you. But my stony experience, this was just over Christmas. And I was with somebody who was not stoned. We walk out to the garage. That must have been a bummer. A total <laughs> loser. A total bummer for them. But it was great for the story when we walked back into Abby and AJ's house. Oh yeah. <laughs> so everybody is, you know, inside in the living room party. They asked us to go get something out of the garage. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go get it. I walk out, and my girlfriend's behind me. And as I walked in, um, I was talking to her, so my head, I was over my shoulder. And when I turned back around, I ran smack into. Uh, a shapeshifter of sorts. So it was okay. like, what? So, what? It, so it was, um, it was like all black. Like it was like a presence, Whoa. but when a shadow person, but, a shadow, but we scared each other. Like, it, I, it, <laughs> Oh, it, hello. It, it, like amazing. we, bo- I went like, ah! and it, sh- it like shifted over to the side. And then I turned around. I looked at my friend who was not stone. I was like, what was that? And she was like that. It moved. You scared it. Too. She saw it too. She saw it too. So we went back in and of course I'm like, I'm wow. a very animated high person, stoned person. Uh-huh. So I'm like telling them like, yeah, okay, Lish, okay. And then Kate came in. She was like, no, legit, something was there and then just moved. Did you get a good look at it before it? Yeah, it was. So the the, um, 
the attic was opened, but the hole was further like down in the okay. garage. This there was no light on in there. The light was kind of on two fluorescents on parallel sides, and mm. in the middle of it, it was almost looked like or a tornado that wasn't moving. Oh, interesting. So it was like all, but it was it you was got black. A good look at this yeah. thing, oh, like yeah. a cone, but it was like cone shaped. It was it was slightly it was bigger at the top, and it kind of like yeah, kind of narrowed down into the bottom. Okay. Weird. But it moved just as, as quickly as I moved to the right, it moved to the left. Like we did not want to run into each other. Was it oh. did were there any humanoid characteristics? Did it no. didn't have a head or shoulders no. or arms or anything like that? No, it was like just that. a dark um opaque like a, like but a still mist or a smoke? yeah, like a mist. That's Weird. a good way of putting it. A Weird. mist. It was oh. so trippy. And I, but I wasn't scared. So I don't it wasn't like um it didn't feel demonic. It didn't feel like uh, the negative Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> hey. Hey, Dino. Because Contact. Auditory. They're, they were like, we're ready for the auditory. Yeah. Now we want to speak to you in, light, in defense, in defense of the mist. It's Lucifer again. <laughs> I just, I forgot to leave my uh, Again, just, my I'm address. an alien. I'm not the devil. <laughs> I know it's confusing. <laughs> um, like, I'm here for good. I'm here for good. Who, whose house was it? My sister's. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've, I've had a lot of presence and people usually call me when they have presence mm-hmm. so i have a person now that comes out i found a person that comes in like cleanses areas for me and cleanses me wow because of my scary strange um i lived in a house up in bel-air and in the in the old bel-air <laughs> no total brag <laughs> I lived in this house (laughs) and the creepy part of it, but just to set like the old Bel Air, you know, like up, basically like kind of up here where Mm -hmm. it's like the houses are older. You're like in, you feel like you're in the wilderness. Uh huh. Yeah. So not the flatlands. Right. Like Like up in the canyons. Like up in the canyons. And this house, from the moment we moved in, there was something off. Um, I lost my job. My husband lost his job. Uh, we couldn't get jobs for a while. My money issues were happening. Anybody that came over, just weird things were happening. My mom came and spent the night who doesn't believe in any of this mm. stuff. And the room that she was staying in, the printer was going on and off. The lights oh, were going on and off. And at three in the morning, my mom was knocking on my bedroom door crying. There's that time again. Yeah. The three in the, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. was like, come, come in here. There's something going on. So I went in there and I was like, mom, okay, if... Just say this with me. If you're from the light, you can stay. If you're from the dark, go away. And we chanted that for a while. And it was kind of cool, too, also, because it was the first time my mom ever believed in the everything that I've believed right. in. So yeah. Also, how often are you just, like, sitting with your mom just chanting together? <laughs> yeah, right. right. It's right. a totally. fun bonding experience. <laughs> I like that phrase. We should put that above the door yeah. or something. From the light, you can stay. From Yeah, from all the people that if you, tried- like, took it to another level? Like, we need to, like, we need to get some blood on the floor, floor and form a pentagram. <laughs> right? We've got to get this thing out of here. <laughs> mom? What? <laughs> no! You're mom, a very biblical state of mind today, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> yes. Um... But it kept Dark going arts. on. So then I t- unplugged the printer. I turned on all the lights. And I was like, you know, what else can they possibly do? And then they started flickering the lights. That's so that's when I was like, we're going downstairs. And we're watching a movie. We turned on all, like, open up all the lights. <laughs> we turned on, like, I, I don't know, some rom-com. Oh, okay. I thought you were, like, wanting to watch The Omen. Yeah. I'm like, we're going <laughs> to like, Guys, it. perfect this time to watch a spooky movie. <laughs> like, fa- failure to launch will get this thing out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's McConaughey this shit right on out. It's, it's the only way. It's, it's like your Van Helsing weapon set. It's right. just 10 right. terrible McConaughey rom-coms. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
Oh my god, that'd be amazing if that's what <laughs> I left out. I failed to left leave out this part of the story for about for weeks upon weeks before that. I would wake up in the middle of the night and I could feel something start at my feet and mm. work all the way up me. It's no good. And then I wouldn't be able to scream or talk or move. It was paralysis. So mm-hmm. I looked through like sleep paralysis and like try to figure out like mm. yeah, all that stuff. It still wasn't working. And then or I would wake up and feel it here. Um, next it, to your head yeah next to my head um i asked for messages i'm like clearly there's something but it always just felt like it was trying to smother me mm-hmm. <laughs> so then after my mom's experience you know i went out and i was telling people about it because i was like this is just bananas and i ended up talking to a friend of mine who's the feng shui guy and i kind of mocked him i'm like you're the feng shui guy like what right. does that even mean how like, are you gonna help me with guy. my ghosts <laughs> <clears throat> and he was like yeah yeah and then i looked him up i'm like oh oh like you're legit you're a legit guy he came over walked through the house and was like this is where stuff is getting stuck in the house this is where you know move this piece of furniture that's amazing do this. Hmm. it's like your furniture's all wrong yeah, it's all wrong but then he did a seance at the end oh, okay he put on the beads he had this bell like this big six foot four guy and they start chanting sanskrit and i was like what is happening right now um and he was like as i go you're like i'm gonna put on uh sahara starring matthew mcconaughey (laughs) you do your thing i'll I'll do mine let's see who gets results first (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile all the furniture is on the ceiling it was actually (laughs) mcconaughey mcconaughey is the function (laughs) um but as he was chanting he was like when i go this way think about everything that negative that has happened in this house i was like i don't know if i really okay wow and he's like and when the bell stops we're going to switch directions and go positive i was like sure okay so then he started going the negative direction so i was thinking about the jobs lost my mom this this thing that's been on me um and then the whole entire house shut down and i opened my eyes and i looked at him and at this point i have tears like spraying out fearful (laughs) tears just projecting when you say shut down like the whole power all the power went out and then i looked out my living room the whole street still had power. Like my neighbor, I could see their lights on. I was like, what is happening? And he wouldn't say anything. Wow. And then he went back. He went the positive way. And probably three seconds, three, five seconds back in, then it all powered back up. Uh, when we were done, I was like, what was that? He was like, well, something was here. It's gone. We don't need to talk about it anymore. And I'm like, but we we kind of we yeah, do. I yeah, know. Yeah. Um, next day, I booked three jobs. My husband got a job. We had a roommate at the time who got a job. Every people were walking in our house like, God, it feels amazing in here. What serious? is it? Yeah. It was that like it was that immediate. And since then I haven't had I gotta get this dude's number. We'll get that after the show. We'll yeah. That. But that was my like that was super scary. And then I have a lot of sentimental. Like my grandpa, the first first ghost I saw, I was seven. Uh, my grandpa had passed. My we didn't get to say goodbye to him, and we were at a park. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and he, there he was. And he dressed very odd. He was a tube sock kind of guy, like little gym shorts, <laughs> Love that. wife beater, Italian man, like like the like he just was a very unique looking person. And I remember looking, and he was like waving, and he kept pointing at my mom, like. And so I hit my mom. She looked and looked at me and started immediately crying she was like is is do you see what i see and as we were talking i was like yeah and then we looked back gone and we were in a park and there was like there was Whoa. like a it was a payphone so the person was at the payphone saying like hey he wanted me to point at my mom as soon as it, and then he was gone and that was 
that that just started it. At seven, I kind of already was mm. into this world. Mm. I was a twin, and the twin didn't make it. Oh, and I wow. think since I've been born, I've always I'm like, what is there's something else out there? Yeah, is right, the best yeah. way I can describe it. And then my auditory thing started probably when I was ten. Wow, um, I get wow. like thunder in my ears, or um, that's the best way to describe it. Like Whoa. when I when there's like a presence, or if you and I are talking, and you hit a chord, like there, I don't know how to describe it. Like it sounds cheesy when I say like authentic truth or authentic self, but if there is something that the universe is trying to align within you, and you mm-hmm. speak it, you speak it. My ears, it kind rings of, true. Yeah, but that seems like a trees it, it cheesy way of saying it. It just took me a long time to figure out that it wasn't scary. Mm. That it can be used for positive. Oh wow! wow. As well, oh. and my husband was the first person I ever told. I was like, I have this weird thing. I don't know how to channel it, but I also have like, I also get really strong hits. Like, unfortunately, like when AJ's dad got sick, I knew what day he was going to die. Mm. The day that we found out he was sick, he was like, he's dying December first. Wow. So sometimes you get like hits like that where I'm like, I don't want to know that. Yeah. But I, right. But you know, it it's we put on it. It's good and bad. I try to just be like, oh, okay. That's a sign, or I'll get pretty strong downloads for people where I'm like, I don't know if I should tell you this, but if you want to know, X, yeah, y, and Z. yeah, you're tapped in somehow, but I, some but way. I can't yeah, control when it happens. Mm. That's right. The thing. You don't think that you could learn to sit down and be like, okay, let me focus in. I mean, there's got to be yeah. some way to like the, tap into it when you want to. I think you need a Morpheus. So. I, yeah, I need I need also to know how not to bring in so much of the bad because I think when I'm really, really open, like my mom actually forgot one part of that story when she came back and all that weird stuff was happening in my house. That morning we'd gone to House of Intuition because she wanted to talk to her dad. Mm. And when she came mm. out, she was hysterically crying like a toddler. And the lady was saging her and was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. It went really bad. And my oh. mom still wouldn't tell me what. So I feel like I already had something around, and then I feel like my mom opened some portal and they came right. in. So it's like, how do you know how to? Do you do you think that you're attracting this stuff, like, or do you think because you're connected, it's you're an easier channel? Like, you saw your grandfather first. It sounds like. Do you, so? Do you think that maybe I don't know? Like these spirit energies are like okay. Th- she's got a strong signal going so let's like you're the wi-fi hotspot for them for sure in other words, do you po- feel- yeah possibly i mean i don't know i like our wedding like so many magical weird i just call myself a good witch that's kind of how i think i'm just kind of tapped into i think most women are very easily tapped in if you allow yourself to be um and mine just might my antenna might be more turned on at certain points than others. Yeah. I don't know. I used to think it was weird, and now I'm like, I kind of like it. Yeah. And my daughter has it. I'm starting to see. Really? Yeah. She's how old? Three. Okay. What like, kind? How's it manifesting with her? Um, energies. How she senses energies. I can tell she might have the auditory. Um, but she's very mm. empathetic, but a different type of like a lot of people. I think are empathetic, but she's got a sensitivity that I think might develop. Right. The umpteenth degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She might. That's I mean, wild. you both sound like you're, you're empaths for sure. Yeah. 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 That's Donalyn Champlin has that too, where she can pick you up just, on yeah. that. You feel things. You're super sensitive to not only this world, but to the, to the hidden, yeah. to the hidden world as well. When I think the day that my mom told me that I was a twin, I think I was like six. I remember looking up at the sky and being like, this makes sense. Wow. You and, know who else um, lost their 
twin is a is a big hero of mine was Elvis Presley. He was uh, he was uh, he had twins. I didn't know they that. were part of twins, and yeah, they they uh, he lost his twin brother on on the birth as well. But that affected him his entire life, and he he went on a quest for. Uh, I guess you could call it spirituality, for lack of a better term. For the for the remainder of his life, he was he was, uh, you know, always questioning things and always like seeking out, you know, alternative theories and and. But he always felt a connection to uh, his brother. Yeah, yeah. I think you hit. I think I always coin it as a seeker. Like I'm mm. cur- I'm very very curious about angels and ghosts and paranormal and how we can communicate. Yeah, and me too. and I've experienced a lot of death, so I think. That to me has always been really. I just want to know if we can, and I communicate with a lot of people that have passed mm-hmm. you know, that are close to me. So mm-hmm. that I try to keep the positive yeah. on it. But I mean, I was the weird kid. I wanted to be like a forensic pathologist. I was obsessed with death. I read all the <laughs> That's books. Awesome. Like, there's this amazing book called Stiff. Oh mm. yeah. Have you? I haven't read it, but I know I know of it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hilarious, but it's the contributions that like death and cadavers have made on today's oh, society. Oh yeah, sure. And I would think I read that at like yeah. junior high or high school. That's like, wild. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. It's it's an odd trait for some people. That's cool. So you're not put off by it or or particularly scared of it. You just sort of I definitely get scared at certain times, mm-hmm. but I I am the seeker of it. Like mm-hmm. I do I'm starting to really get into the moon stuff and doing yeah very witchery stuff around the full moons really yeah. mm-hmm. can you we had didn't we have like a big blood moon mm-hmm. we did. recently yeah. mm-hmm. uh did you do any rituals during the blood moon i did yeah i did can you well, talk did I, about that um i just get together with a lot of other girlfriends that are into this stuff and we usually have stones candles um this last one we actually had she calls herself like a genuine witch and she came in and we did chance to the south to the east to the west to the north kind of like sealing the the vibration and the amount of i was so high just from tingling sensation like the my where my body went wow. was a pretty trippy experience and to have that energy all together and the intention of the moon i i just i i i really truly believe in that like the astrology like how we used to live by the planets and the stars and the moon and now People are like, that's woo-woo. I'm like, yeah. it became woo-woo when religion came into play because yeah. they wanted to have structure and power. If we went back to the old times and we, we could do that. like, Well, and when you're getting verifiable sensation feedback, you know what yeah. I mean? You're like, okay, I'm putting this out here. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm observing different senses throughout my body. Something's happening, you know? Yeah, I think so. It's wild. You know, Neil Young does all of his work based around the full moon. Does he really? Yeah. That's what I'm starting he to only, do. He does yeah. all he he works out what he's going to do in the days leading up to the full moon, and then he does his recording, and like that window of the full moon, and then kind of winds back down, and he just bases it on his cycle. And then, That's so, wild. Yeah. And to go along with that, women their cycles are supposed to be 28 days, so it's right. like the cycle of the moon. So yeah. there is a week that you should absolutely be resting. There's a week like I'm in it now. I forget the exact term where you're more magnetic and you should be out with people. And then there's an intentional week and then there's a doing week, which is right before your rest week. Like, and it, I'm start, I just started doing it in the last month and it's making a massive difference. That's so awesome. Just in terms of energy or yeah, productivity, ter- productivity, um, effectiveness, effect- effectiveness. Like yeah. I started noticing about a, a year ago, I book on weeks when I am, ovulating 
Mm. So when that, and it's like along with like the moon when like right. it's the brightest and when it's like you're magnetic. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I book on leap years every every third or fourth year. Do you I'll really? Book. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I but I'm starting to study it more because I yeah. feel like there's power in knowing. There, absolutely. I mean, for thousands of years, that's how we've run the planet, and then only recently we stopped paying attention to that. So well, and it's also it mm. it's it's easier to miss too when you live in a city where there's so much light pollution, you don't even see the stars. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. we do. Once you get out into the country and you look up, you're like, oh, wow, this is yeah. pretty awesome. And imagine how this looked a thousand, two thousand years ago. Well, I miss that. There's a place in. You missed um, 2,000 years ago? No, yeah. I miss being out like, <laughs> in, like to into a place where you can actually see the, you know, the, the Milky Way rift and the stars uh, yeah. and, you know. Out here in LA, I go I go out onto my driveway like every night. You know, you could see Orion. Mommy, and... that weird neighbor's in. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I look at the stars. There's a few of them you can see, but you're right. Yeah. There's not very many of them. Well, I really want to go to. There's a place in southeastern Utah, mm-hmm. the like corner. It's near Blythe, Utah, mm-hmm. I think, and it's supposed to be one of the best. Um, night skies in the northern hemisphere, at oh, least wow. in the United States. <clears throat> I would love to do um, that. Too. It's supposed to be like the least amount of light pollution, and yeah. you can just see like the purple streak of the Milky Way and like yeah. the cosmos. It's just supposed to be gorgeous out there, and that's that's you know it's like a ten hour drive it, from LA. It's but it's one of those that it's kind of like not close to anything yeah so you've got to go just to do that and i think there's a camping nearby it's on i think it's in a national park yeah um, it would be worth it i think it's natural land bridges national park is supposed to be if you look up photos you know it's, it's, it's supposed to be stunning i really really want to go out go out there yeah. sometime well, and if you ever go overseas i hiked mount sinai and they and they have you hike in the middle of the night. I've never seen a night sky like that ever uh, in my life. It it was like stars upon like you could see the depth of the stars. Right. right. Like this one is so close, and this one's it. It looked like a movie set. Wow. And as you're hiking, it's like you could almost reach out and grab them, yeah. and then you get to the top, you sit up there, and then you watch the sun kind of come up and then come back down, which is absolutely terrifying. I know. <laughs> right. How amazing would it be, though, like, back then to be, like, of course, like, everything's dictated by the, the sky. Yeah. yeah. Because you're just surrounded by these amazing celestial bodies all the time, you know? I mean, imagine what a difference the daytime and nighttime sky looked like, you know? Back then. Yeah. Well, that's supposedly where Moses got the Ten Commandments. I'm like, yeah, I'd get a lot of shit if I hiked up in the middle of the oh, night, yeah. sat yeah. here. Yeah. For 20s, like the downloads I got just hiking up and then coming back down. Mm. Like you can't, it, how do you not have an openness? My husband and I talk about this a lot too. It's like back during that time you would walk, you would, as a man, you would have to go out and find food for your family. So you might like walk around for two, three hours in nature and mm-hmm. be with your thoughts and be, you know, philosophical or just be silent and still. And now we're so active. Walking we, meditation, yeah. Yeah, now we can't, like, we wonder why we're so frustrated. Like, we, we don't have that space anywhere. We barely walk anywhere with it, and our heads are down now on our phones. Yeah. I do, like, of- Instagram meditation. <laughs> where I just, like, as I scroll through, yeah. you know, my mind just I sort do of all my posting based, based on the moon cycle. <laughs> 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 yeah, totally. <laughs> Can you do that and see if you get more likes? Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm way more effective. Wow. Uh, <laughs> totally. During a half moon. God, uh, that's wild. Those, I always wild. post my selfies on a new moon. <laughs> um, yeah, that is fascinating. So what, what advice do you give for... Uh, men who aren't as connected, I guess, by the by the cycle, just internally. Like, what what would you say if we wanted to get if we wanted to be witches? What what should we do? I mean, I really think going along with the moon, like it's uh, there's all over the internet. Just from the last couple of weeks that I've been looking, where if you look, where is the moon in its cycle, and then it tells you on the internet, like this is the intentional time to be setting it. Um, I also think for men, it's just we're genetically different. Men are in a doing state of mind and a masculine energy to do, do, do. And the feminine energy is being and receiving. I think for a man in the modern day world, like we have to figure out a way to do less, which is like, how do you tell a man who's been programmed to be a provider or to do, or that's how they prove their um, masculine or prove their manhood mm. is by like, I have this job. I have this house. I have this car. There's, it's it's a result driven energy. So what you're saying is it's okay <laughs> if I spend all afternoon playing Battlefront two on yeah, the PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Right. Right. Cool. I'm really responding to the yeah. do less. I'm yeah. do okay, less. cool. I think I'm doing it. I'm there. I'm I'm right. I'm practically. There. I'm a witch. <laughs> guys, we're witches. <laughs> I'm a witch. we're witches. I just came by to tell you guys. You guys were actually really great witches. My, my wife would uh, verify that. She'd be like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> He's sense. a man witch for sure." <laughs> I like now that we're just like deciding witches are just lazy. Witches are just. <laughs> They're just lazy. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, I that's fascinating. Uh, I have to look more into this moon cycle stuff, but that that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, there is a natural rhythm to the way things should be, and obviously our bodies respond to that to forces that we don't even pay attention to half the time so well if you think scientifically about it our bodies are composed of almost 80 percent water moon yep. dust you moon know dust. no water and the you know the moon has a tremendous way and sway on uh, the ocean's tide so obviously as the 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 moon the its cycles affect our bodies physically as well as emotionally and mentally and you know so there is a there is a connection there that can be made absolutely yeah i also like don't they say that um hospitals and stuff on full moons they're fuller like because people are doing crazier thing thing. but i also wonder if it's like during full what is that i have to remember now in my research full moon is when you're like charged up well that makes sense i was going to go the opposite like well that's where the term lunacy comes from is the it's the root word of lunacy Mm. is lunar and people would say on full moons they started acting people act a a little more hyper you know it's the werewolf stuff i mean my dogs are definitely act way goofier and way more energetic on a full moon Um, my sister was a teacher for a number of years and she was like you could tell when it's the full moon because all the kids are more hyper and you know it i i i've kind of tracked that a little bit and and you're right i think that there are like i'm sure if we look this up but i think that it is like there are more accidents there's more car accidents there's more like the hospitals do like get more people coming in on full moons so weird right it's so weird Mm. and so what are we supposed to be doing on a full moon is that productivity time or is that creation time that's creation time Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah like funneling that into creating something which is why we could also create death and craziness and right. accidents and yeah. hurting ourselves all right i guess uh all right if i'm gonna build a robot i gotta do it on a full moon <laughs> yeah. sounds good should well, we only start recording episodes on the full moon oh my god a, yes. then you a whole bunch of them <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> do you like just a 12 hour i was yeah. surprised you guys would probably have tons of energy and yeah. it would feel 
When's the next or, full moon? Or let's can do a, let's can do a session. Can you guys like do a Ouija session on a full moon? Oh can we God. do like a round table? Well, you know, people would freak out of doing an... Oh, I mean, I would definitely do one, but people are scared the, of... I remember years ago on Coast to Coast, George Norrie was going to do an Ouija board session on the radio, and people called in and freaked out, and they're like, don't do it because you could unleash something over the radio that could affect really? everybody yeah oh, wow. and, and like people yeah. protested and so he never did it but i always thought that would have been really really cool oh, but wow. is that true like because they just need frequency in order to communicate so maybe we just pick up the communication i think there's like- a lot of people who are pretty just scared of the paranormal and consider the ouija board evil so yeah <laughs> <laughs> bryce's hand goes up does it scare you yeah yeah for sure i don't want to contact anything did you used to do like the candy man in the mirror growing up no i mean i was afraid i've i've I, I know about the hail of the uh, Bloody Mary. The Bloody Bloody Mary. Mary. We did Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah and but you know that that has to be the retina of your eye. Because you know when the lights are on and then you close it, you see like a shape. Come again. <laughs> <laughs> like if we were to turn off the lights yes. in here right now and close our eyes, like yes. you see some type of shape. Yes, yes. Yeah. What you're and it usually has a red like tint to it. Right. I, oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha, like I, yeah. So I'm wondering if that's just what I always yeah, wonder if that's. When it's holding was... a knife at your throat and going, <laughs> Bryce, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. <laughs> then, you, then it's not just then red tint. It's oh, not just your eyes. eyes. Checking <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, uh, Alicia, we have a game that we like to play with our guests. It's called Bullshit or Believe It. Nice. I feel was, good about this that one. That was pretty good. Right, I feel I, I, I feel good with Alicia on this one. Before we start this, because I've listened to, if there's some things that I don't know, can you give like a two word or like I give a brief description? So also for listeners, yeah. if they yes. don't know what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. J- just do like me and just say believe it. Okay. When, when, when in question, <laughs> when, when in question, doubt, I'll just believe. believe. And you know, none of this is set in stone, so don't 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 think too hard about it. Oh, right. Until Michael yells at you for it's believe it. Yeah. It's either bullshit or believe it. You have it's to not say, set in stone though. But just do it you right. You have to you have to say the, you, the, you do have to say the correct yes. words. Yes. Okay. <laughs> On your mark. Yes. Get set. Ghosts. Believe. UFOs. Believe. It. It. Believe it. Yeah. Bigfoot. Believe it. Angels. Believe it. Gnomes. Believe it. Fairies. Believe it. You're doing Uni- great, Alicia. Unicorns. Mm, bullshit. Loch Ness Monster. Mm, believe it. Little gray aliens. Believe it. Dog Man. Mm, bullshit. Parallel universes. Believe it. Shapeshifters. Believe it. Mermaids. Bullshit. Heaven. Believe it. Hell. Believe it. Dragons. Believe it. Yeti. Believe it. Elves. <laughs> Believe it. ESP. <laughs> awesome. Believe it. Chupacabra. Believe it, because I don't know what it is. It's a it's a goat sucker. It's like a, <laughs> it's a not a helpful description. <laughs> it's a little creature so that, like that, sucks, that the blood. sucks the blood yeah. of yeah. livestock. Okay. okay, believe it. Okay, yeah. Demons, believe it. Atlantis, believe it. Life on other planets, believe it. World peace, believe it. Peace in the multiverse, believe it. Great. Great. I believe awesome. a lot of things. That's yeah. great. Awesome. You really got, perked up. I got up? married on top of Atlantis. Oh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, I Where? got married in the Dominican Republic, and part of the Dominican, they believe that Atlantis is under that area. Cool. And you guys, oh, cool. the stuff that happened on our wedding. Well, you, uh, you, I was going to say you really perked up when I said Atlantis. So, and you we might, don't get a lot of yeah. commentary about Atlantis on from you our guests. Might be an so. Atlantean high priestess in a former I, life. I was very drawn to the place. We got married at midnight. 
Um, some people's watches stopped working right mm. when we got married. Oh, cool. It was so cool. We had a meteor shower. We oh, decided wow. to get married at midnight, and I guess... A kraken wow. rose out of the ocean and <laughs> uh-huh. ate well, half of our guests. You had really <laughs> set in the bar high. You mentioned <laughs> Edgar Casey, and I have, a, I have a great book on... It's, it's called Edgar Casey on Atlantis, and more so than Plato, who was kind of the first person to uh, describe or announce what Atlantis was. Edgar Cayce had a whole entire writings and read it. He would call them readings on Atlantis and some of our most kind of like descriptive details of, uh, of Atlantis and its inhabitants came from Edgar Cayce. It's an incredible book and, and uh, get it. yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I did a little bit of research before we got married and while we were down there and got, I collected a lot of stones from mm-hmm. when we were there. It was pretty magical. There were wow. some like crazy things that happened during the week that we were like there. what? Um, just certain animals that came out and the certain meanings. Hello, that, hello, exactly. <laughs> um, we were the starfish sm- is we were, wearing starfish. a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> um, it made a lot of believers out of people that weren't believers. Like I brought in all of like this. I sound so woo woo. So, no, no, you're on I, the right show for that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of my energy healers, and we got married by my spiritual guide, angel person. And I think having all of them in the area, also where Atlantis was, a lot of things. Atlantis was lit. It was lit. <laughs> it was, it was Have you fun. ever seen UFOs? Okay. No. And I'm really mad about this. So mm-hmm. you, when you and right, I Right. This comes met, full circle now. You're talking about contact. Yeah. We met through Bree Blair. Yes. And you, you had just done... Re- I think you had just watched that Stephen Greer... Uh, I watched so Netflix many Netflix. Yes. Cause, yeah, because you had been auditioning for Project Blue Book. Yes, and I went down a hole and I watched, I think, like three or four right. a night. Right. And then I became really upset that I've never been contacted. You've mm. never seen a, I've seen a some, craft or weird lights in the yeah, sky? Yeah, I've seen some weird lights and stuff, but I feel like it always like came back to like there was something that could a be... A plausible explanation. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I grew up in Kentucky... And I used I used to call it cloud kicking. Like my how I would pass the time is literally lay on my roof and stare at clouds oh, I love and like that. long for something to come mm-hmm. out. Mm. But I don't know if I have so much of the longing that I don't. I haven't ever really seen them. I feel like you're such mm. a good candidate for like right. Well, that's contacting what I know a UFO well, you know, or like I discuss- summoning a UFO. Yeah, I discussed or an orb. on last week's episode. There's a Stephen Greer has something called the CE5, which is the uh, human initiated contact, and and he goes through kind of a protocol about how somebody can uh, initiate uh, or summon a UFO, and it's basically just you know in in, in while you're meditate, well, you go somewhere where you think you could see when you meditate, and then you kind of like you 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 own you hone in on your position, and then you sort of like visually you move outward. So from from like from here to the you know to the city to the country, like like in like if you're on Google Earth and you're sort of hitting that minus button, zooming out, and once you're out into the ether of space, you sort of like you know have a summoning message, and then you and then you you know hone back in on where you are. You're basically sending out a beacon, a beacon message. And does is there proof in this book that that's worked? He said he, you know, there's there's. Been well, a, he said it. Well, no, I, you know, <laughs> he said it works. Well, he does these outings too. He he does these outings where you know he has some really uh, verifiable success in doing so. Um, God, I've read I've read some of the stories that are that are pretty in, in crazy about uh, his success. But yeah, apparently he says it works. So I've never tried I... it. I've tried. I I always joke, and I'm like, I'm, I talk to aliens whenever. Have you guys ever done a sound bath? 
No, I, I want have, to yeah. though. Yeah, the Integratron and Joshua so, Tree. Yeah, I did the Integratron awesome. yeah, nice. and Joshua Tree, and that was a wonderful, crazy experience. And I feel like in that hour and a half, like I'll be like, "Oh, this is nice sound," and I can actually feel the sound healing. It is a, a sound healing, mm-hmm. but I'll have like little glimpses of like, "Oh, that was just some like alien." stuff that well the we blueprints were yeah. given to the owner of that george van tassel by yeah. aliens so so there was definitely something there and <laughs> i then, say that so lightly yeah, so like, i mean so, that's probably I mean, why obviously. that happened i mean true <laughs> then howard hughes jumped in funded it yeah yeah that's yeah. right no he was having a contact experience the guy he was a, i think it was an air force pilot or whatever anyway. an engineer yeah engineer yeah and he was he had contact experiences multiple ones uh where they they told him to build this uh this center where he they would communicate him through sound and through energy healing he'd be able to yeah. heal through energy and vibration I so believe it i do yeah. i do sound baths like monthly and it helps with one. my knees there's this great place downtown and the guy is so good and if you go to a person who's really good at doing all the gongs and right. the stuff and the sound balls it it does feel like you're for me yeah. being an auditory person. I'm like maybe I am. Do you ever like go to like YouTube and do like 432 hertz or like, the, like there's there's like yes. healing frequencies? Mm-hmm. My husband plays that a lot. Yeah, for I'll do Vita those. In the I, morning. I, I yeah. dig those out. Yeah, yeah, and I those do think cool. there's something. Yeah, there is. I I align to something when yeah. that's happening. Like I can feel a circular vibration kind of happening. Yeah, Riley, um, I feel like you could make a good like 432 hertz healing meditation thing yeah i'm with some ripping whole, guitar solo i should just well. tune down the uh the sound machine to 432 mm. instead of 440 that's a whole that whole thing is a, that's another a, topic all on it yeah own. right right fascinating yeah it really is you guys know about cymatics what's that it's um it's this like sort of scientific experiment where you can visualize frequency so you'll take a, a plate like a metal plate and you put sand on it oh yeah and then you put I a frequency that. to the plate and it'll the sand will move based on the way that the waves overlap It'll and change with each other. Geometric patterns it creates incredible geometric yeah. patterns. Yeah, that is a no wild way. trip. Yeah. yeah, and certain frequencies you can see create these beautiful, perfect structures, and other frequencies are just sort of scattered chaos. Wow! And it's it, oh, look I at need to yeah, check yeah. Well, it was Nikola Tesla said, you know, if you want to know the the secrets of the universe, understand frequency and vibration. Yep, that's my dog. Wow. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of geometrical um, shapes and things um <laughs> yes michael we're <laughs> anyways yeah. and i see bryce on uh instagram you were conducting uh oh, an yeah. experiment in your freezer with water oh yeah i had to get rid of it today what happened it like baby vomit my, my <laughs> that's the result <laughs> baby vomit so i am a, i love the works of a guy named dr masaru emoto and he wrote a book called hidden messages in water and what he would do is he would uh he would take these frozen uh, droplets of water and and he would put them under a microscope and then he'd have like a Buddhist monk chant like healing love vibes to them or then he would like, you know, play heavy metal to one um, and then he would just ignore some others. And the, the photographs of the crystalline su- uh, structures of these water molecules, first of all, they, they change. Like for instance, when they were blessed by monks or or chanting prayers, they came out into these beautiful like, crystalline structures i mean incredible and whereas that whereas opposed to like you know if that monk were to like you know do like satan or the devil you know something like that or negative energy then they would be like broken up structures and almost blurry and like incomplete 
Um, okay, so let's go a, back to what you were doing. Oh, in right. Your so, so I saw. On, I, I I recently read about how he did the experiment with with rice. So he'd put, you know, he he got three glasses and he put rice in them with water. And on one glass, he labeled thank you. On the other glass, he labeled you're an idiot. And then on the third glass, he would just <laughs> ignore altogether. And so I was like, oh, well, this is an experiment I can actually try because I didn't have like a microscope and I couldn't, you know, do the actual, you know, water molecule thing. So I tried that. I set it up. And, and then, wait, uh, so what, is the rice supposed to congeal or not congeal or do something different? How do you get results? Well, in his experiment, the uh, so he would do a 30-day experiment. And then every day for 30 days, he would say, thank you to one glass. You're an idiot to the other. And completely ignore the one. Mommy, why is our weird neighbor <laughs> talking to a glass full Well, I got rice. my daughter in it on, too. I was like, hey, you want to come talk to this rice water? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Cool and then so I, I, I did it on... And, you know, but unfortunately it started to like reek of like baby vomit. And so my wife was like, get that out of here <laughs> now. And so I actually took pictures of the results. It was, you know, interestingly enough, the ones that were like, thank you. And you're an idiot were relatively the same. But the one I ignored, uh, there was there was visible results that it was like coagulated more nastily, I guess would be the word. And so it was, it was a, it was definitely different than the ones that I was talking to. Could that potentially be though, because you just didn't touch that one and what didn't move? Well, I didn't touch, didn't any, touch of any of them. No, oh, okay, they, they sat, right. I put them in a, on my, on our third bathroom in the, he I didn't everything touch them, Riley. Cabinet. He just talked to them. I talked to them. Pulled it out to speak to it. No, oh no. And I'd get into it. I'd be like, thank you so much. Water. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Water, <laughs> you stupid rice water. <laughs> That's the sound of rice. <laughs> His wife's suitcase <laughs> zipping up. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for High Strangeness. As if that wasn't strange enough. <laughs> hey, guys. Bryce here. I'm working on a brand new secret project about none other than, yep, you guessed it, Bigfoot. And I need your help. If you, yes, you, have ever seen the elusive beast, I want to hear about it. I'm looking for first-person accounts of actual Bigfoot sightings. So if that's you, please email me at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com and use the subject line, Bryce's Bigfoot Sightings. Or maybe you know of someone else who has crossed paths with the big guy. In that case, encourage them to write in. Just be sure to leave your contact information, as well as a detailed description of your Sasquatch sighting. And you may be hearing from me. Thanks in advance. Now, back to the show. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And we're back and it's time for High Strangeness. You know I love this part. All right. Well, 
Bryce. Yes. Alicia. Yes. Have you ever heard of the Black Eyed Kids? No. Oh, is it like what the paintings are based off of? Oh, we'll talk. Okay, let's talk. Black Eyed Children or Black Eyed Kids or BEKs are mysterious entities that allegedly resemble children between the ages of 6 and 12. Mm. They only show up at night, knocking on the front doors and sometimes windows of unsuspecting victims. Oh, hell no. They often speak in strange, breathless, monotone voices and ask to be let in. Like men in black, these entities seem to dress in outdated styles and clothing and use strange phrases when speaking. Where their eyes should be is instead a black void. During 2013 and 2014, the black-eyed kids reached peak popularity as the subject of creepypasta, copy-and-pasted stories passed around the internet, leaving many to believe that, like Slenderman, the BEKs are simply the dark fruits grown by gothic teens with vivid macabre imaginations. (laughs) But stories of black-eyed children go back long before tales of black-eyed kids started appearing on the internet in the late 90s. Gothic teens are like, oh man, dude, really? <laughs> Thought that was ours for sure. Yeah. The uh, Iroquois tribe believed in an evil energy that would impregnate women, giving birth to pale-skinned, black-eyed infants. In 1972, two men in France encountered a group of pale, short humanoids alongside a country road with stringy black hair, pale skin, and black eyes. In 1982, the Daily Star tabloid in England wrote stories of a Staffordshire pub in Cannock Chase in the UK that was haunted by a demonic black-eyed child along with the spirit of a soldier and a jilted woman called Emily who sobs in toilets. (laughs) Hold my hair! But the modern legends of BEKs as we know them today began with at least one encounter that we know did indeed happen, at least according to the witness who encountered the mysterious creatures. This account first appeared in the mid-90s on Google message boards on what was referred to back then as The Net. While many BEK stories found online could be the works of fiction written by anonymous people, this man, Brian Bethel, is a real person who has gained very little by sharing his story and has stuck to it since going public with the tale. So... What happened to Brian Bethel? Oh. Do you have a question? What did happen to him? you're about to find out. And it is spooky. In 1996, Brian Bethel was a reporter living in the small town of Abilene, Texas, when he came into direct contact with the entities known as the Black Eyed Kids. It was a late spring or early summer night. Brian was parked in the vacant lot of Camelot Communications, Abilene's internet provider at the time. And he was planning on writing a check and dropping off his bill in the overnight mail slot. Brian was parked at the end of the vacant lot near the local movie theater, using the light of the movie theater's marquee to write his check. The movie playing that week... Big mistake. (laughs) The movie playing that week was Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Even bigger mistake. (laughs) As Brian went about his business, there was a tap on the driver's side window. Startled, Brian turned to see two boys between the ages of 9 and 12 gazing at him. They were wearing hoodies with the hoods pulled up over their heads. Brian assumed that they were going to ask him for money. So he cracked his window and suddenly became overwhelmed with what he called an incomprehensible, soul-wracking fear. 
Mm. I had no idea why. One boy was olive-skinned, and Brian could see dark curls spooling out from underneath his hood. The other boy was pale, freckled, and redheaded. This one lingered in the background. The olive-skinned boy told Brian that they needed a ride. They were going to see a movie, but had forgotten their money at their mother's house. They needed to go back and get it. Brian asked, what movie are you going to see? The boy responded, Mortal Kombat, of course. (laughs) Mortal Kombat! (laughs) Brian looked up at the marquee and and he realized that the final showing of that film had already started playing. So he figured, "Mm, they're bullshitting me. But that irrational fear still had a grip on him. The two boys looked at one another as if they realized that their plan wasn't working. Come on, let us in. It won't take long. We don't have a gun or anything. Come on, mister. We're just two little kids. Brian looked down and realized that his hand had been straying towards the lock of his door. He yanked back his hand and said that what happened next was one of the eeriest moments he will remember for the rest of his life. In the short time I had broken the gaze of the spokesman, something had changed. And he called the the olive skin boy the spokesman. In the short time I had broken the gaze of the spokesman, something had changed, and my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal-black eyes, the sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain-basement vampires on late-night television. Soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. I did what I feel any rational person would do. I full-on freaked out inside while trying to appear completely sane and calm. Brian gathered himself and apologized to the boys, making an excuse to leave. I apologized to the kids. I made whatever excuses came to mind, all of them designed to get me the hell out of there. Fast. The aura of fear was now a palpable, black-hanging thing, almost as if reality itself was warping around me. I wrapped my hand around the gear shift, threw the car into reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing all the while. I love that he's still just trying to be polite. <laughs> Must like, Canadian. They don't have <laughs> eyes. Sorry, them. sorry, so sorry. So sorry. I gotta go. So sorry. He's a Texan. These, they have no eyes. Get the fuck out of there. Seriously. My fear must have been evident. The boy in the back wore a look of confusion. The olive-skinned boy, the one that Brian now refers to as the spokesman, started banging on the window angrily. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Vampiric. Brian sped away in fear. I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe that there was any place they could have hidden from view that quickly. Brian went home and called his buddy Chad, who was a ghost hunter. Chad just happened to be hanging out with a psychic friend that night who got on the phone when she overheard Chad mentioning something about black-eyed kids. She informed Brian that she had had a dream earlier that week about black-eyed children knocking on her door. She informed Brian that if he had let the boys into his car... He would be dead by now. Chad's like, wait, Debbie, what'd you say? (laughs) Hold on, hold on, Debbie, come over here. Talk to Brian really quick. So what are these black-eyed kids? Vampires? Demons? Aliens? Interdimensional beings? 
Countless tales of encounters, too many to unpack here, all claim the same detail that these children, or the beings disguising themselves as children, prey upon people's empathy, often showing up at their doors on cold nights asking to be let in to use the phone or asking for a ride home. Mm. In one strange case, a BEK even asked to use a telegraph. Oh. Strange indeed. In 2013 and 14, amounts of um, accounts of ghostly children made a resurgence uh, in the Cannock Chase in Staffordshire. That was the pub where the uh, that lady was ghost was crying in toilets. These accounts are from a Huffington Post UK article dated uh, October 15th, 2014. One witness says, On Saturday the 13th of September, my wife and I were walking through Cannock Chase near... Uh, near to Style Cop with our dog. I don't know what Style Cop is. Once we had entered the woodland and the road was no longer visible, we started to hear the giggling noise of a little girl. To our, our amazement, a child, no taller than one meter in height, appeared as if out of nowhere further up the path in front of us. We stopped dead in our tracks after noticing her eyes had no color. Her head was tilted to the side, much in the same way it would appear if she had been hung or hanged, I would guess. She stared at us for about five minutes before running away into a densely grouped area of trees. My wife wanted to follow her, but I was having none of it. (laughs) Another witness told HuffPo UK about the same area. Around two months ago, my daughter and I were walking through Birch's Valley, an area well known for its spectral sightings, when we heard the screams of a young child. I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl, but they definitely seemed to be in distress and sounded very close to us, so we instantly started running toward the noise. We couldn't find the child anywhere and so stopped to catch our breath. That's when I turned around and saw a girl stood behind me, no more than 10 years old, Mm. with her hands over her eyes like she was waiting for a birthday cake. I asked if she was okay and if she had been the one screaming. Then she put her arms down by her side and opened her eyes, which is when I saw that they were completely black. No iris, no white, nothing. I thought you were going to say, I asked her if she was waiting for a birthday cake. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) All right, totally. I jumped back and grabbed my daughter, and when I looked again, the child was gone. It was strange, really. I knew something was going to happen. Even before it did, I just had a weird feeling. Mm. So even if the black-eyed kids are considered by many uh, to be urban legends today, for Brian Bethel and these witnesses... They are very real. Should you find yourself at home alone one night on a cold, chilly evening or parked in a vacant lot in a small town, if a group of young kids knock on your door or tap on your window, whatever you do, do not let them in. You're here. For more BEK stories, check out the link in our show notes or simply Google Black Eyed Children and knock yourself out. There are plenty out there. Um, if you want to take a BEK deep dive, I highly recommend the podcast Astonishing Legends, which did a three-part series on the subject back in 2017. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, contributed to research for this. Really, really, uh, I mean, they really go they into it. They have, they have a lot of Is time there any, to like, do it. I, for some reason, what kept coming up for me was, like, were they 
did they have rabies? Like, what kind of site? Like, what? How, how is there any scientific reason that a eyeball would go black? Right. Mm. Uh, that I I don't think so. I think that there's sometimes your eyes can be that they say that um, severe head trauma can cause blood to pool in the eyes. But if but but you wouldn't be conscious. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be up around yeah. and walking. They say the eyes are the window to the soul. That's what they oh. say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think I think that this this is a tough one. If we we're going to put this in a bullshit or believe it category, I think a lot of the stories out there tough for you maybe are <laughs> are bullshit. I think there is a lot of creepy pasta f- fan fiction about this stuff out there. Uh-huh. But I do the 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 story that comes up again and again, and watching interviews with Brian Bethel, the reporter from Abilene, Texas, I really believe he had this encounter. He and he they had a episode of uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America with him on it, mm-hmm. and you know this guy's not. He's actually gotten to the point where he doesn't talk about it anymore. He's kind of done talking about it, but. He he's very. You genuinely believe that this guy experienced something very very creepy with these kids, sure. and there are a lot of other stories that are out there of people um, claiming to have encountered them that that seem like legitimate witnesses. So I put it, I I, I believe I believe um, I believe it for Brian Bethel, and then the rest you kind of have to use your judgment because there is there literally is fictitious accounts yeah. out there just written for fun entertainment mm. well i also just as being a parent i'm just i'm like are they possessed could you imagine if all of a sudden your daughter had black eyes right. but the fact that they always disappear i well, feel like sound, they're yeah it sounds to dimension. me like my sort of take on it is that you know whatever this supernatural entity that is parlaying in and around the the woods or the uh the parking lots of this area you know this is uh this is a way it's it's learned to manifest itself. And, you know, these things change. They change over time and over culture. And uh, it, it reminded me of some old fairy lore, you know, luring yeah. luring kids into the into the fairy realm. And, and you know, even that uh, like crying in the woods or like, you know. Yeah, that, there are that, a lot of encounters mm-hmm. with these where they talk about hearing the like woman cry, screaming or yeah. a baby cry or a bobcat scream. Well, yeah, and that's to like what you were saying is to play off one's empathy, you know, and right. what better way to play off someone's empathy than to use children. children. Well, yeah. and that's the idea is that whatever this entity is, is trying to and kind of failing mm-hmm. at passing off as human. They use kind of a weird phrases yeah. like, we're the just telegraph. little kids. Let us like, we're nothing to see. It's kind of like wink, wink. They're yeah. almost a little too conspicuous. They can't. And, and in these stories, like the grinning man, like in injured cold, that there's always something just a little off. Like Indrid sure. Cold's smile was a little <laughs> too forced. His eyes were a little wide set. Like there's something about trying to achieve that, image that visage of humanity that they can't quite get and it seems to be that whatever they want there is some sort of law or higher power that is preventing them and one story that i read or listened to uh they were talking about how they felt like there was almost an invisible force field between the doorway of the threat, the threshold of the doorway where these entities were standing and their house that they literally couldn't 
walk and well, that's very vampire yeah. very you know? vampire you have to invite them in in order for them to uh to come in and and do their business was you any know, story where they invited them in was there any completion story i was gonna say you're missing half of this story well, and those are the brians that actually opened up the car there, door there i don't is, think we're hearing from them. there is, hear from them well no. that's the other thing is like they said they actually talked about that on that astonishing uh, astonishing legends where they're like maybe some people have and we haven't heard from them because yeah. they're no longer with us there was one uh story that i heard that was um that i read about a woman who w- left her son in the car ran into his, uh, the gas station came out and there was a black-eyed kid sitting next to her son right. in the back seat what? and then supposedly the um i can't remember I think she went back in and the gas station was like, there's this kid creeping around in my car. That little boy, apparently, according to this story, the her son got like really, really sick after that. And they went to like a number of healers and priests and it took a while, but eventually they got a lot. There's stories of like people who did let them in, the bad things started happening to them afterwards. And they all attribute it to the, the encounters that they had. And they, she said that like his symptoms kept changing. A doctor mm. would go, Oh, I think it's this. And then the symptoms would, and she was like, the, she and her husband were like, it's because of that kid. It was because we let that kid in the car. This is the shit that really oh. scares me. It's like when your soul's up for grabs, you yeah. know what I mean? Like life, Life is so short and fleeting, and then we often hear about the eternity that takes place afterwards, and and whatever that sort of life force is left after we pass on this physical realm, it's like you don't want it to be like in the wrong hands of something or someone, you yeah. know, and just uh, lying in that eternal. Yeah, I don't know. It's creepy. No, it's weird. Um, that's creepy. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the stuff that. Just don't let them in. Don't let them in. Or find the feng shui guy. Yeah. And maybe we could start changing all these guys. I definitely want to talk to McConaughey would let him in. (laughs) Come on in. The thing I like about these black eyed kids, I get older, they stay the same age. (laughs) All right, everybody. uh, That's another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, Alicia Oxy, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Uh, At Alicia Oxy on everything's. All cool. the things, yes. yes. And your podcast again, that one audition. That one audition, yeah. Which I am a huge fan of. If you are it's fascinated great. like I am with the intricate inner workings of Hollywood and people's tales of how they got to the jobs that that we so often admire, and, and I love the failure stories. I know you do too, but yeah. uh, I, I just love your work on that that podcast. I think it's so wonderful. Check it out, even Thank if you're you. not an actor or an actress yeah. or someone in the entertainment I was industry. listening to it this week in preparation of today's episode, yeah. and I'm like, this is very calming and soothing, and I appreciate your positive reinforcement. Amen. I oh, think I need you. to start listening to that on the regs for sure. Um, quick collector's corner before we go. Uh, does anybody have something that they're into this week that they want to plug or anything coming up events coming up we of course have our first live show at contact in the desert in indian wells wait that's it yeah Yeah. uh, california on saturday june 1st 2 30 if you want to get tickets uh to the event we'll be in one of the conference rooms all that information is up at contactinthedesert.com um i will be at the ontario comic book convention at the end of may may uh, 18th and 19th signing adventure vans we've got that coming up radio city music hall crazy ex-girlfriend live in concert in new york on the 14th and 15th 
Um, boys, anything? Spindrift playing? We got. You are so much better at remembering dates and venues, oh, yeah. man. Although nice we know from texting that that's not true. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, not when you write it down. But uh, Spindrift just got booked at the Psycho Music Festival in Las Vegas. Oh, cool! It's When's that? Super. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, it's coming up. Awesome. <laughs> I, as I said, not as good at that. But uh, Megadeth is headlining. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be epic. So awesome. come to that. And uh, Bryce, you have a special uh, request from our audience, don't you? Yeah. If you haven't heard it on our pre-recorded uh, message in the break, I am looking for firsthand accounts of Bigfoot sightings for a project I'm working on that I can't wait to tell you about. So if you have seen Bigfoot firsthand, then please email me. Uh, at bigfootcollectorsclub at gmail.com. Use Bryce's Bigfoot sightings. Um, I will be reaching out to you because uh, I want to hear all about it. So please do that. Or if you know of someone who has, encourage them to write in. Awesome. And uh, for our collector's corner moment, I brought you boys another gift from Hopkinsville. Really? This is a book called The Kelly Greenman Alien Legacy Revisited. Oh. And it's written by Geraldine Sutton uh, Stith, who was, was one of the little girls in the Sutton uh, uh family oh, who encountered these creatures Alicia, are you uh, familiar with I, this story after listening to your guys's yeah. podcast and you're from yes, kentucky and i'm from kentucky oh my and God. i was i was so sad that i did not know about this okay before. there's something you have to watch this is recommended viewing yes. it's called hellier and it's by greg and dana newkirk from uh the planet weird and the paramuseum they did a, a five-part miniseries documentary on on sort of a reemergence of the Hopkinsville Goblin, and it is, uh, it is dynamite. It's called Hellier. You can find it on YouTube or Hellier TV. Okay, thank Free you. Yeah, so this will go into this book. Will go into That's awesome. the uh, our, our clubhouse yeah. library, and feel free to uh, check it out anytime you boys Amazing. would like. Awesome. Look at right. her while I'm editing. All right. Cool. Guys, thank you so Alicia, much. Thank you so much. Yes, this thank has been you. Great. Oh, my God. So good to see you again. Let's go get some stones. Let's do it. Let's get stones. Let's, get stone. <laughs> Let's get charge our stones. crystals. Let's yep. go to Atlantis. Let's and all get married a, a at midnight. Good witch. Great. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. And see Mortal Kombat. All right. We'll be, uh, oh, real quick. Next week, we will not have a regular episode. It's our one year anniversary of our Patreon page, which has now been rechristened, rechristened the other side. So we're going to have a Patreon sample episode from our backlog uh, for our listeners. We've got a really good uh, episode where Bryce interviews Cliff Berrickman from Finding Bigfoot. Awesome. And uh, we're going to throw that up there. We might throw in a, up a couple more bonus episodes to just kind of get your guys's appetites wet for the uh, you said throw up uh, yeah for the, our patreon page and then of course our patreon listeners we will have something new for you guys uh, uh per usual next wednesday as well so something new for everybody yay all right uh and then we'll be back with a regular episode in two weeks until then go get regressed hey that's good nice. that works nice. that's good Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month.
Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.